We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA Front Office Show and happy Thanksgiving. Yes, it's a day before Thanksgiving, but still, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving today on the show. We're going to dive into what every team should be thankful for. I am Trevor Lane. By the way, you can find me over on X at Trevor underscore Lane, joined by Keith Smith at Keith Smith NBA. But Keith, let's start things out getting a little bit sappy. I'll say this. I'm thankful for all of the front runners out there, all the front office show fans. I don't know if we ever settled on an official nickname. (laughs) It's, it will be constantly changing forever. But nonetheless, we are thankful for all of you that subscribe to the channel here, that are watching the show, that are helping us do what we want to do. Uh, this has been absolutely fantastic. So before we get into what NBA teams are thankful for, just wanted to say we are thankful for, for all of you. Yeah, all I can do is echo that sentiment. We love having you guys uh, here with us, whether it's watching the recorded shows or the front office Friday live shows, uh, which we have a lot of fun with every Friday. So if you've never checked one of those out, is Friday like, hey, well, everybody's Black Friday, Black Friday shopping and you're hanging out. Now's the time. Tune in. Uh, we'll let you know. We are going to do a show at some point. We're, we don't know what time. We'll, we'll see what time we wake up and feel mm-hmm. like uh, getting going and all that stuff. But but we will do a front, front office Friday live show as of now, barring plans could change. But that is the plan for now. But yeah, it's, uh, it's Thanksgiving. So Trevor, I got to ask you guys. I, I know we talked Thanksgiving foods. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do just turkey or are you also a turkey and ham? No, uh, we're, we're just turkey. I'm not right, a big so fan of guys ham, so we be, do just turkey. You'd just be this guy. Eat turkey here. There you go. That yep, That's me. This guy. Eat ham. <laughs> that's so awesome. We got our two friends here partnered up. They're going to sit right here with us for the duration of the show. And uh, we'll, we'll get into it. Man, maybe they'll cushion my mic a little and maybe get a little, uh, a little soundproof there. And then everybody claims that they can't hear me will be able to hear me. You're going to get the best audio ever now. Um, all right. So the, the plan for this show is to go through every NBA team and mention something that they should be thankful for. Now, of course, we'll go rapid fire because there's a lot of teams to get through. But nonetheless, we're going to go through all the teams and get into what they should be thankful for. And of course, we'll touch upon some of the bigger news items um, as we go. So let's let's get into it. And Keith, did, do we want to work our way from the bottom to the top or, or top to the bottom here? Dealer's choice, my friend, whatever okay. you want to do. Let's let's go from the bottom because I have a feeling that these ones they're gonna be a little bit more heavy lifting when we start with like the Detroit Pistons, what what they should be thankful for. Yeah, uh it's hard, right? <laughs> it's hard with, with, with the we pistons. Come up with one. I know we start off and you know in pretty rough shape. Let's say they're thankful for a positive health update on Boyan Bogdanovich. Sure. 
They need him back. They need some form of shooting and offense creation on this team. So I'm going to say they're thankful for that, that should his return, which should be relatively soon, uh, should ease the burden on Cade Cunningham, Jaden Ivey, uh, the big men and all that should make life just enough easier on everybody else. That's good. I, I like it. I like it. I, I'm, I'm sure they're not thankful for flattened lottery odds. Um, <laughs> that that did not uh, do well for them. But yes, the the I, I, you know Boyan Bogdanovich was great last year, so I'm with you on that one. Kate, the Washington Wizards, maybe they're thankful for the NBA trade market because yeah. I mean we're hearing that they may already want to move on from from Jordan Poole. Uh, we'll see if if that becomes a thing. Uh, other than that, I mean. I, I, th I think the Wizards should be thankful for for finally kind of picking a direction. This is gonna gonna bottom out, but you know they're they're no longer going to be that treadmill team, and, and I think it does lead to a a brighter future, even if it is leading to some pain in the present. Just two and eleven right now on the season. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I think the Wizards, the I'll say it, you said it in a very nice way. I'll say it in a much snarkier way. Thankful to not have Bradley Beal's contract on the books anymore, considering he can't even get on the floor right now. So that that's a thing to be thankful for. But yeah, I think uh, you know for the most part, you know, being thankful that they they have picked a direction is a good one. All right, uh, the Charlotte Hornets. What do you think? Th thankful that Lamella Ball is like really good, right? Yep. I mean, that's that that's a that's a big deal for them to build. A, you know, I, I've saw a discussion over on uh, Real GM going on about. You know who has the brighter future, the Hornets or the Pistons? And people said, "Well, Lamelo Ball is that because he's the best player that uh, between the two teams that makes the the Hornets in the in the lead here." And I can't argue with that. Uh, Lamelo Ball is is really really good. I don't know what the Hornets are ultimately going to build, but it's nice to have a player like him to at least jumpstart things. Yeah, I think uh, I'm with you on that one. I don't there you can't really pick anything else. I'm thankful for new ownership, I guess, but we haven't seen them do much of anything yet so that's still a little bit a little bit of tbd so we'll say yeah thankful for Lamelo ball to be uh in place in charlotte all right uh keith chicago bulls where do you want to go there <laughs> thankful for things to come oh uh, let's let's like leave, it. leave it open right they seem more open to making roster changes than they have been in years past so so we're going to leave it as thankful for things to come uh with the chicago bulls that you know maybe they are going to finally uh tear this thing down a little bit and hit a reset i like it i like it uh the toronto raptors Oh, much to my dismay. They are thankful for, for Dennis Schroeder, who has been fantastic this season. He's been, been really good for them. No, I'm very, very happy for Dennis. He got a starting job so he can show off his stuff, and he has been <laughs> been great this year. Of course, they'd like to be better than 6-8, and eight, but you know what? Raptors Nation. By the way, guys, go check out the Raptors Nation YouTube channel. Do us a favor. Go subscribe to it. Luca's doing some tremendous work over there. He's been on our show before, so check it out. Uh, Raptors Nation on YouTube. In fact, I'll drop the link in the description down below. But uh, but yeah, the Raptors, I, I think that uh, that they are thankful for getting Dennis Schroeder in free agency. Yeah, I think uh, we can also say thankful for Scotty Barnes, who yes. looks like last year was the proverbial sophomore slump, and he is coming back around to what we all thought he would be in the uh, second year. So that leads us to the Atlanta Hawks. The Hawks are, are an interesting one. Um. I don't know what should the Hawks be thankful. I mean, you've got Trey Young. He he does some tremendous things out there, but I'm I'm having a tough time coming up with something profound here. Yeah, I'll just say depth, uh, quality depth in the organization sure. that they can 
can get through some stuff. And if they do make a trade or two, they should still have some good players to, to go. So let, let's uh, depth and optionality, I guess is, is probably best for, for the Hawks. Uh, you know, they're, they're in a little bit of a rough spot uh, for sure. And then they're a team that is uh, projected to be pretty expensive next year with some, some stuff. So more to come with Atlanta for sure. I was really hoping on the Brooklyn Nets they would be thankful for a resurgent Ben Simmons, and un- unfortunately, that's 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 not the case. I'm going to say they're thankful for Cam Thomas, who who can be an absolute lightning bolt in a game, can put up 20 points in the blink of an eye, which is a lot of fun and gives Nets fans something to to root for. Um, but yeah, I was really hoping that we'd get to talk about. Ben Simmons and him, you know, being on on the mend and and looking closer to his old self and all that, but now he's dealing with another injury situation. I'm gonna say they're thankful for a drama-free Thanksgiving. Ooh. They don't have have any of this stuff they've dealt with over the last couple of years. Uh, put pushing on them here. They 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 should be in a much better place th- this year as far as uh, vibes go, as the kids say. <laughs> the vibes. Yep. The vibes. I like it. All right. The the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh Keith, this is a this is a team. Obviously, they, they picked up a, a big win last night against uh against Philly. You know, I I think I'll say they're thankful for Max Struess, who's who's worked out pretty well for them. He's averaging almost 15 points per game, shooting 37% from deep on high volume, eight attempts per game for him, chipping in uh, in rebounds as well, 5.8. Again, they've got a lot of interesting players. I want to just rave about Evan Mobley, but we've talked about him so much recently. So uh, so I'll say they're thankful for for picking up a guy like Max Struess in free agency. I'm going to go a little off the board here, and I'm going to say they're thankful for two-way point guard Craig Porter Jr., Ooh. who has uh, stepped in. They've had a lot of injuries in their backcourt. Craig Porter Jr., in the nine NBA games he has played, 13.2 minutes per game. 7.1 points. Okay, not bad. 2.7 assists, 2.2 rebounds. He's hanging in there defensively. But he is shooting 55.6% from the field. This is a guy who's a 6'2 point guard who doesn't do anything but take shots in and around the paint. Uh, he's really tough. Uh, he gets in there. Um, this kid can play, and he's going to be something for Cleveland. And thankful to have him when Ricky Rubio is still up in the air. Let's all root for Ricky Rubio uh, to get things figured out because I would love to see him play uh, in the NBA again whenever he is ready. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. If if and when he he returns, you know, he was was obviously such an exciting young player at one point and then made that transition into being kind of the the grizzled veteran that was that was there to add stability to any team. So hopefully he can make his way back. Um, the Knicks, maybe this is low-hanging fruit, but uh, I mean, my goodness, just be thankful for Jalen Brunson, who is averaging 24 points per game for them. Five assists. Numbers are down a little bit from last year. The shooting efficiency, not quite what it was, but the three-point efficiency overall is way up. The dude is shooting 48% from deep. Uh, there were question marks when he came over from Dallas last year. Can Jalen Brunson be that guy full-time instead of being kind of a secondary guy like he was in Dallas playing with, with Luka? And uh, so far, the Knicks have not been regretting signing him at all. Yeah, without a doubt. I don't have anything else to add because that's where I was going to go to uh, with Jalen Brunson. The Indiana Pacers, they're they're thankful for Tyrese Halliburton and being able to play the game at a breakneck pace and put the ball in the basket. I don't know how I want to put all that together and package it up, but that that game last night was insane. 
and the Pacers are are a lot of fun to watch, and and that's not something we've often said about the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, I'm going to say the Pacers are uh, gobbling it up like greedy pigs, <laughs> greedy piggies gobbling up the points everywhere. Gobble, they are incredible uh, with you know, offense. That game against the Hawks, if you like NBA offense, they went harder than an all-star game because they, they weren't just kind of playing it through, mm-hmm. but they weren't playing a whole lot of defense. So if you wanted to see what does an all-offense NBA game look like, that's it, the, the Pacers and the Hawks. And let's say, they're thankful for being the first team ever to qualify for the quarterfinals of the in-season tournament. Uh, they, they beat the That's Lakers right. by a matter of hours. Um, it happened on the same day, but they, they, they got through. So they're already through and not uh, into the quarterfinals. And that's, you know, for a team like the Pacers, this is kind of the team the in-season tournament was built for was these teams that they're not real title contenders, but I could see them winning the whole thing because they could make a run where they just score their way to the top of the in-season tournament. Mm -hmm. Whereas in a playoff series, it's hard to win four out of seven games and do that four times uh, to, to pull it off. But they, they, they certainly could uh, with, with this. All right. Uh, The Orlando magic thankful for a winning record. Look at this Orlando nine (laughs) and five. They're sitting in the five seed in the East. And look, this has been, the, the promise of things to come. Orlando has been the team of the future for a while now. Maybe the future is now. They're playing some fantastic defense. I'll tell you what, Suggs has been really impressive on that end of the ball. And the Orlando Magic have got to be thankful to be on Thanksgiving sitting in, well, I guess it depends on what they do uh, in this evening's games, but sitting in the five seed currently as we record this. Yeah, absolutely. And the Magic are, they're the best defense in the NBA right now because of how they defend and how hard they play. They are rarely going to be out of games. If you can defend, you can keep yourself in games even when the offense isn't really working. And the offense doesn't always work for this team. I will also say, as an Orlando resident, college football season is winding down and wrapping up here. This is the last Mm -hmm. big week of uh, college football. Uh, Then, you know, obviously we have bowl games and the college football playoffs and all that. But the regular season is wrapping up. Fans are starting to look at the magic a little bit. And people are starting to get kind of excited because they're like, Wait, they're good. Like, and they, they, we're going to see. They had a great, great crowd uh, last night for their in-season tournament game. They play Boston on Friday. It's an afternoon game on Black Friday at two thirty in the afternoon, and that will basically decide that group. Um, so I expect you know a pretty, uh, pr- pretty fun game there. Um, should, should should be fun with that one. So the Orlando Magic, yeah, fun, fun team that's uh, finally um, coming through on some of that promise. Uh, the Miami Heat, you know, Keith, I can't get past it. Every time I think of the, the Miami Heat, I want to talk about what they do on the floor. I want to talk about Duncan Robinson and what he's done. I want to talk about, about Bam. I want to talk about all these guys. Um, I can't, for the life of me, stop thinking about Jimmy Butler's emo haircut. That's the first thing that pops into my head every time I talk about the Miami Heat. And I think we're all thankful that we get to enjoy that gift all year long every single time they put up Jimmy Butler's headshot. Yeah, and every time you go into the NBA box scores, it's yes. there. It's his official photo for this season and all that. So, yeah, that, that is uh, pr- pretty good stuff by Jimmy Butler. And I would say just thankful for Jimmy Butler. He is the engine that drives everything they do. There are other good players yes. on the Heat, but Jimmy Butler and almost his will to not lose games um, is, is, is enough, right? He is the one who is really, uh, pushing this team to, to new levels, Philadelphia 76ers. 
they're thankful for Tyrese Maxey. He is a yes. star. Uh, he, you know, very much looks like he'll be an all-star this year. Potentially could push to all NBA. Uh, so that's a team that is going to be extremely happy to have him uh, really no matter what. So uh, Tyrese Maxey, just full, full-blown star there in Philadelphia. I, I think they are, and this goes hand in hand with this. I think the 76ers are also thankful that James Harden is a clipper. Yes, 100%. Yeah. Much like the Nets, they're thankful the drama is now behind them. That's right. That's <laughs> drama right. Drama free Thanksgiving. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, Keith. I, you know there was some some shakiness in the early going with with Milwaukee, but uh, but I think they're they're thankful right now to be sitting here, uh, still in the two. They had some pretty significant turnover here in Milwaukee. They, you know, they they've got Damian Lillard in there, obviously, but I think they're thankful that they've got. Lillard and he's doing what he's doing and Malik Beasley has stepped up for them and he's done some good things so I think the Bucks have got to be pretty happy sitting in the two seat at this point in the Eastern Conference yeah five straight wins and I would say yep. they're thankful that Damian Lillard and Giannis Antetokounmpo are starting to figure out that two-man mm -hmm. game and when they get that thing really humming oh boy that's going to be scary for the rest of the league because it's already starting to look pretty tough and when they really get it going especially that inverted two-man game where Giannis is the ball handler and Lillard is the screener that's going to be really really hard for a lot of teams to defend Keith you could provide more nuance to the Boston Celtics than than I could but I'll, I'll just say this from the outside looking in um I, I think that the Celtics are thankful for maturity and you've got a, a handful of guys or even more than that that all believe that all are of starter quality and that is a great thing to have, but it also could be a problem if you have guys who have an issue with not starting, and it doesn't seem like with Al Horford coming off the bench, that's been an issue for the Celtics. You've got guys who said, you know what, we're going to we're gonna sacrifice for the better of the team, and that's exactly what they needed. Yeah, it, it, I'm going to say the same thing, just sacrifice. Thankful for the sacrifice that guys are making here. Tim Bontemps wrote a great story on ESPN about how uh, Jason Tatum, before the preseason, got the six starters. So that would be Tatum, Brown, Horford, White, Porzingis, and Drew Holiday, who was the newest one uh, to the team. He got them all together and basically said, hey, it's not on the coaches. It's not on the other guys. It's on us. And the six of us have to figure this out. And one of the things Tatum said was, I did not want to leave that room with everybody saying, hey, it is what it is. Like, it's cool if I don't mm -hmm. start. And then we lose two games in a row, and all of a sudden guys are like, you know, I should probably be starting. He's like, I really wanted to get us on the same page. And and then they all talked about, you know, this this desire. It's five guys who have never won a title that really want to win a title. Mm -hmm. And then Drew Holiday, who has been there, but really wants to get back there again and is super motivated to make it happen. Absolutely monster game tonight. Celtics and Bucks. Uh, this is going to be one of those crowds in Boston. There's no work tomorrow. These, they, they, let's just say. You're, you're it, saying they're going to be drunk, Keith. They, that's yeah, that's they, what you're yeah, saying. They're, gonna be, they're, they're not going to be feeling any pain in that building, <laughs> at least when the game starts. And that tends to mean they're going to be loud and rowdy. And this is a team they want to be. And Drew Holiday has been kind of talking about it a little bit. Like, he wants the Bucks. Like, he wants to show them, you know, hey, you traded me away. So there's a lot of fun storylines with mm. this. The only little bit of a bummer. Jason Tatum this morning added to the injury report with an illness. Oh. Um, so we don't know what that means. My guess is he's still going to play, uh, but both teams are coming in relatively full strength. The Bucs are missing some role players uh, off their bench, but but everybody else is coming in. You know, we're ready to go. So should be a really fun one tonight. All right. Let's jump over to the Western Conference. Let's talk about what the West 
is thankful for. And uh, we'll start with the Portland Trailblazers. Um, you know, I, I think the Blazers, they've got, they, they finally moved on from Damian Lillard. I don't want to say they're thankful for moving on from Damian Lillard. I think they're thankful for the time they had with Damian Lillard. And now they get to move into a new era of Blazers basketball. You could argue maybe they waited a little too long, but it's not pretty right now, but they get to move into this, this next phase of the team. And I think looking back, they're thankful for the time they did have with Dame because I do think he is the the greatest blazer of all time. People will argue that, but I think he's the greatest blazer. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that, and I'll just build on that very slightly to say I think the Trailblazers are thankful that as they transition away from the Damian Lillard area, era, they have Scoot Henderson as yes. the new guy to build around and to be their franchise guy. The next one, I'll do this for both of us because it's super obvious. Yep. San Antonio Spurs are thankful for the ping pong balls bouncing their way and giving them Victor Wembanyama. He's absolutely shown as a you know superstar level guy. He is he a perfect player? No, he's not a perfect player, and he was not expected to be a perfect player. But he is great already, and he is only going to get better. And as that team improves around him, they are going to be really something mm -hmm. to watch. Yeah, absolutely, nothing to to change there. Keith, this is this may be the most difficult one. Yeah, this is tough. Because this the Grizzlies have been, stuff. they're missing jaw. The injury bug has been merciless. They have so many guys who are out hurt. Um, they, they just lost, they lost Marcus Smart. Jake Laravia is dealing with an eye issue. By the way, that was one of our injury updates that we need to get into. How long yeah. is Laravia out again? Two to three weeks with an eye injury. And normally we wouldn't talk as much about a guy who doesn't play a lot. But Memphis is already down. So many other guys. I believe he's the seventh guy who is out with at least a week-long injury um, with, with Memphis. And then you had John Morant on top of that with with the uh, with the uh, suspension. I yeah, it's this is tough stuff for the Grizzlies right now. I'm gonna uh, say what they're thankful for is mm -hmm. just suspension is half over. Yeah, they have a lot of trade options if they want to go that direction uh, next. You know, whether it's this year, next year. Or maybe the best thing is let this thing kind of play itself out, get another high draft pick, and then really get after it next season. Yeah, agreed, agreed. I'll say that I think they're thankful for Bismack Biombo still being on the market because they definitely badly needed another big, and they were able to bring him in. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been tough for Memphis. I do think Jake Laravia has got a little something, but um, yeah, he doesn't get a get a ton of playing time. I, I still think he's a piece for the future, but we'll see what they ultimately do. Here are the Memphis Grizzlies. Um, that definitely the toughest one, I think, so far. The Utah Jazz. I mean, all they've got plenty of picks moving forward. <laughs> yeah. I think I, I think the I think the future is so bright in Utah. I think the, the Jazz are still at this point. I know this isn't from this season, but they're still thankful that the Minnesota Timberwolves existed when they wanted to trade Rudy Gobert. Now, again, Minnesota's not complaining right now. They're sitting in the one seat in the Western Conference, but uh, to get the haul that they got for, for Rudy, that is going to set them up for the future in addition to the Donovan Mitchell trade. So I think Utah is sitting here in the 12 seed right now feeling just fine. Yeah, I, I think Utah, they're they're taking a little bit of heat for should have been the bad team last year and gotten in the Wembenyama mix and all that. And I think just 
things work out the way they work out sometimes. But yeah, thankful for a million draft picks. Thankful that that game from last night is over because boy, that was a beatdown uh, yes. at the hands of the Lakers. Um, but yeah, I I think the Jazz they they have as bright a future as anybody does in the league. Tons of salary cap flexibility to go a lot of different directions if they want. And you know, it's it's not quite a thunder pile of draft picks, but it's not uh, all that far off either in terms of uh, what the overall quality of those picks could be down the line. So I think the Jazz are, are pretty happy. So that leads us to the LA Clippers. Uh, let's say thankful for starting to maybe figure it out a little mm-hmm. bit here. They won they, a couple games. Uh, won a couple games in a row. Things have looked a lot smoother. Uh, guys are you know, starting to look like they know what they're doing playing together. So uh, I'll say thankful that they're starting to figure it out in LA. I think they're thankful that uh, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are vertical, are are yeah. are, are playing, and they're not hurt. Um, that is something I think they are indeed thankful for. Uh, the Golden State Warriors not not super happy with their their standings. Of course, seven and and eight right now. I think they still got to be thankful for Steph Curry. Just I mean, he's absolutely fantastic. He does crazy things on a night to night basis, and you have a player like him, you got to be thankful for that. Certainly not thankful for the antics of Draymond Green, but but that's a different story. I think this Steph one is a really great point. As you look at the Clay's play has clearly mm-hmm. slipped this year. He doesn't look like the same guy. Draymond Green's play is starting to slip, and Steph is still Steph. He still can do all the stuff he's always done. Um, that's That's huge because that gives you a chance in every single game. Uh, Keith, for the Pelicans, the Pelicans sitting here right now in the the nine seed in the Western Conference. I almost feel like this one is is tough in that because I want to say they're thankful that Zion is is healthy, and I, I'm sure they are that he's that he's out there and he's playing for them. He's averaging 22 and six, but he hasn't been as effective as we've seen in seasons past. So I don't know, like it kind of comes with, it's a little bit of a bittersweet one here where, where yes, Zion is playing, but he also hasn't been kind of that dominant force that they need him to be. Yeah. Let's say Zion's playing while a lot of other guys aren't in New Orleans, because they've got a lot of other injuries that they've gone through, but we're getting positive injury updates on some of those guys. Najee Marshall came back about two weeks ago, I guess it is now. Uh, Jose Alvarado just recently came back, CJ McCollum. There was a good update on that, that it's now more about building him back up uh, to get him back on the floor, and Zion's there. So they, they're tough, right, when, when when they have their guys. It's just how long are you going to have their guys? But let's be positive and say Zion's out there and, yep. and doing his thing, even if it's not uh, perfect levels just yet. I think the the Houston Rockets have got to be thankful that they are in the playoffs right now. They are right. the the eight seed. They are six and six uh, at, at the moment here, and I think that they have had to be thankful uh, for Ime Odoka and the defense that that he's brought because their defense has been uh, much much improved compared to last year. And uh, this team right now, a team that we all predicted would not be in the play and mix, currently sitting in the eight seed. They got to be thankful for that. Yeah, absolutely. They they are playing a far more watchable brand of basketball this year. And that's really, uh, I'm thankful for that because I like to tune into every team uh, quite a bit. And last year watching the Rockets was, there were times when I was like, what did, this is a complete mess. I made a mistake. Yeah, well, what am I doing here? Um, This year, they're a lot more, uh, you know, fun to watch because they play a little bit more real basketball right now. So, and, you know, it seems like their offseason additions were all, good ones and have really hit quite well without 
overly impacting in any negative way any of the kids mm-hmm. on the team because you do still want to make sure you grow with that core of Jalen Green, Jabari Smith, Alperin Shingun. You that's your core. We want to grow around those guys. So uh good good on the Rockets. You know, lots to be thankful for this year. D- Dylan Brooks suddenly can shoot. But yeah. I, I mean, over from the summer. The the Lakers defensive game plan against them in the in the playoffs last year was literally let Dylan, <laughs> Dylan Brooks shoot when yeah. they played the Grizzlies. And he was all and too that, happy to do it. Uh, yeah, he was very happy to do it. And, and the Lakers were happy to let him. And now here he is uh shooting well. So thankful for that too. Uh the Phoenix Suns. So I, I think that obviously they've been dealing with a lot of injuries and, and all of that, but you gotta be happy for Kevin Durant. Like the Kevin Durant is just absolutely absurd. And on a night-to-night basis, he can take over a game in an instant. He just scores so effortlessly. Coming off of not only is he not only is he getting up there in years, but he's also dealt with an Achilles injury. And for him just to keep on rolling like this, it is absolutely incredible. Yeah, unbelievable. They got to be thankful that you've got uh, um, uh, Devin Booker back in the fold. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if Bradley Beal is still out, that's two stars. And a lot of their depth signings have shown up. Uh, with that, just as an aside, last night they played Portland. They missed uh, 33 shots, the Suns did, mm-hmm. in the game and rebounded a third of them themselves. <laughs> it 11 offensive rebounds. In the Trailblazers, they only had 18 defensive rebounds in the entire game. Like, Good I don't boy. know that I've ever seen that before where one team was, like, in range of out-rebounding the other team uh, on the, the, the boards themselves. That was just a very weird stat line. That's, I don't want to throw out there. That is crazy. That that is a truly crazy stat. Um, my Lakers, I, I think they got to be thankful for LeBron James. I mean, at 38, it'll be 39 next month to be, still be doing what he's doing. Uh, again, we've talked about it, Keith. We've never seen this before. We've never seen anybody. We've seen players play to this age. We've never seen anybody play at this level at this age. Um, it makes it easy when you're watching him. It's easy to forget how old he actually is when he goes flying in for a dunk and, and does all of these things. He's unbelievable. Yeah, thankful for a blowout here and there to yes. take the load uh, off him and AD, especially uh, with that. Did you see the moment after the game when they told LeBron he's older than Will Hardy? Yeah, you yeah. Said, I died this morning. Like, I absolutely cracked up because you could tell LeBron is even like, man, like, this is – like that for him is like one of those like wow like this is absurd uh kind of moments uh with, it, with that so that just absolutely cracked me up if you're lebron there has to be there has to be moments where because he can still like soar through the air and throw down these crazy dunks and all this stuff he's in ridiculous shape there has to be moments when people tell him like like hey so at 38 you're still doing this there's got to be moments where he's like wait what i'm 38 Oh, yeah, right. damn, I guess I am, right? Like, I mean, because no way that he actually feels like a typical 38-year-old. I Unreal. have to believe, too, there, there's there got to be the occasional day where he wakes up and does feel. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, man, I'm feeling it today. Um, So just because if not, like, that just makes me feel worse about myself. Uh, <laughs> minor injury update with the Lakers, Cam yes. Reddit, who's credit where credit is due. We all know he's I'm not a big Cam Reddit. Good. He's been playing pretty good, especially defensively. He's given them a little something there on the perimeter defensive where they kind of need it um, from, from somebody he's, he's uh, stepped in and done well with that. Uh, I think it's a strained groin and um, all the, the only sense was he's going to miss some time. They, they haven't said how long. We're, we're waiting on pins and needles right now for an injury update, Keith, because 
Oh my gosh. I'm not looking forward to tonight. The Lakers have to go play the Mavs and they don't have the two primary guys that would defend Luka. Now, both of them, Cam Reddish and Jared Vanderbilt, not back yet. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Uh-huh. Where do you go tonight? Do you just Austin Reeves back in the starting five? Do, do you say I think let's... you go with no Gabe Vincent either? Because the Lakers have been hammered mm-hmm. by injuries this year. I think you go, I think you go Rui Hachimura. And okay. because you kind of need to separate D'Lo and Reeves because you don't have another guard off the bench. Like I don't know if you saw last night, it was blowout. It was a blowout yeah. win. Like Jalen Huchafino is technically available, but obviously he wasn't really available because they were up by 30. And the Lakers were still subbing D'Angelo Russell and Austin Reeves in and out of the game because they didn't have another guard to put, another on, ball. to put on the floor. They don't have anybody else. So um, I, I think you still have to split those guys up. It'll probably be Rui Hachimura. I, we were talking about this game tonight. And we were like, you don't really do it, but you're pretty quick on the trigger pulling LeBron and pulling yeah. AD and pulling these guys on if the second down. night of a back-to-back yeah. and you don't have anybody to defend Luka. It could get pretty ugly. Uh, I, I'm hoping it doesn't, but yeah, it's yeah. going to be, it'll be an interesting one. This feels like one if you're down, like, let's say 18 points midway through the third quarter, you just call it what it is and call it good and be done. Yeah. And you and, say, and let's we'll get a couple on. of days in a row yeah. off and let's, yeah. then we'll move on to the, yeah, the road let trip. these guys, you know, yeah, I'll let them sit because, they, yeah, this is a very much a uh, lose the battle to win the war kind of thing uh, with this. I would keep an eye on maybe Max Christie. He got minutes could, last night could, once Reddish went down. Yep. Yeah, maybe he becomes like kind of the support just to leave the other guys in the roles they're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. He kind of say, "Hey, you go chase Luca or Kyrie around. Like you, you can do that because you're at least young enough to to Poor do Max. it." And, you know, go, ch- right? Here you go, kid. Go chase. Yeah. Go chase. You don't Luka ever get to Kyrie. play. No, now no go do problem. this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's always a fun thing, thing to do. But yeah, I, I just you know just just because you know coaches they get so stuck in a guy's playing well in a role. I don't want to disrupt them. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. But it'll, it'll be, you know, that'll be something to keep an eye on for sure. All right, Sacramento Kings. Um, I'm going to just say they're thankful they're a good team. Yeah. Right? They, 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 this is no longer a cute story like last year was for a lot of the season. And it's, it's a lot of it was, can they do it again? Are they really that good? And the answer is, yeah, when they're healthy, they are. They're, they're that good. They, they, mm-hmm. They're a legitimate good team. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that for Sacramento. Uh, for Dallas, have you seen Luca's three-point numbers? I have not. They are absolutely absurd in terms of his efficiency. Um, he is, is shooting. He's over 40% okay. on, on huge. like, uh, yeah, on, and on pull-ups. Like, he's yeah. shooting over 40%. Like, just absurd things from Luca. So, I think they've got to be, look, the Mavs, 
they are they are retroactively thankful, and I'm sure they were even thankful at the time that the Atlanta Hawks said, "Yes, we will trade you, Luca." Back in the day, because he has been absolutely incredible. He's at fifty percent shooting overall, forty-two percent from three, and that number only gets more impressive when you see he's averaging nine point six three-point attempts yep. per game. Insane, yeah, unbelievable, and all of his other numbers are are really good too. Still at eight rebounds, eight assists, one steal. Um, I'll say that they're thankful for two things. Yeah. The Luca Kyrie partnership seems to be working. Um, seems to be going pretty well. Their offense is really good. And thankful for Derek Lively. I was, was going to say Derek Lively. Yep. Right out of the gate and has really been, you know, giving them just that jolt of athleticism that this group needed. Because they're they're a little slower, a little more groundbound with a lot of their other guys. So having uh, Lively out there gives them a guy who can play up around the rim. He is indeed Lively. Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Man, I mean, does does Sam Presti just go to sleep at night on a bed of draft picks or what? Here they are sitting at 10 and 4, and they've got all the draft capital to do whatever they want uh, for the next few years here. So I, I think that OKC has got to be really thankful for just their situation. They're sitting in the three seed. They look really, really good. Chet has been doing Chet things, including hitting deep threes at the buzzer on turnarounds and crazy stuff. Um, and... They've got the ability, should any particular player pop on the market that they say, yep, that's the guy that we need, they've got the draft capital to go and potentially overspend to make the proverbial offer they can't refuse in order to go get that player. And if you're watching this, look over towards the right-hand side of the screen, 6-1 and one on the road. Ooh. For a young team, that is super impressive. Mm -hmm. When we see young teams take big steps forward, it's usually because they go something like 31 and 10 at home, and then they're like 500 or just above on the road. They're playing really, really well at, on the road, and my guess is they'll start to pick things up at home. Really, really impressive run by the Thunder out of the gate. Uh, just yeah, I mean, loaded, fun team to watch. Mm -hmm. And as you said, they can do whatever they kind of need to do uh, over the next year, years uh, down the line, whatever it needs to be trade-wise uh, with you know, moving guys and all that stuff. I mean, and you've got SGA, full-blown super-duper star. Uh, they're leading that team, and he, he is unbelievable. Speaking of super-duper stars, the Denver Nuggets have got to be, I mean, it's low-hanging fruit, but Nikola Jokic, like they, they, they lost Jamal Murray. When he's so not that, getting thrown out of games five minutes in. Yes, when he's not getting thrown out of games. Jokic is, is still incredible. He puts up video game numbers, and he is obviously the engine that fuels this team. Did you know up until like a week ago, he hadn't missed a, sh a floater all year? Really? He was like 20 for 20 or something, or 18 for 18 on floaters and then he then he went like five like 50 percent which is still well above you know the the mark most guys hit like he just ridiculous he, he's it's almost like he has hit the point where it's like he's needing to try to challenge himself right during these games with things like, like there's that famous story about larry bird played an entire game left-handed against the trailblazers i think it was in 1986 uh, when he was in the midst of winning MVPs. And when they asked him why, he said, I got to save the right hand for the Lakers tomorrow because they were playing the Lakers in a back-to-back. -back. Mm -hmm. And he, so he played the entire game left-handed and put up a triple-double. Like, it's like when you get to that point, you know, where guys are like, we see LeBron sometimes in regular season games. There's times when you can tell he's like, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to work on the fadeaway. Like, uh, I'm going to just go with the fadeaway. The only guy who really wasn't, well, two guys that kind of weren't really like that, 
were MJ and Kobe, but that's because the two of them were like psychopaths that were like, I need to win on uh, every time I'm on the floor where it's like, I'm just going to, my, my, my goal every night is to rip your soul out. And if that means playing my best, I'm going to do it. So, but a lot of these other guys, they, they, they do, they go out there and experiment and have fun. And we've seen Jokic kind of at points be like, yeah, I'm going to kind of play around a little bit here. I'm going to shoot more jumpers. I'm going to take more floaters. I'm going to make sure every pass I throw is, you know, some crazy no look and those kind of things. And they just keep working and they keep winning because he's that good. Yeah. He's, he's unreal. And Keith, that, that story that you, that you just told about the floaters, it sounds unbelievable. And yet at the same time, you totally believe it because yep. it's Jokic. Yeah. Yeah. And you can like envision it, right? Where it's yeah. like, yeah, he just, you know, kind of shoots that slow floater in the lane. When half the time it's like, how's this not getting blocked? Like, right. how are guys not getting to Because he's huge. He is like, huge. He's yeah, massive. He's a true, mountain yeah. of a man. And he just, like, he doesn't bounce off guys. Guys bounce off him. Uh-huh. Yeah, now too, yeah. All right, let's go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. I'll say thankful for a couple things. One, being yeah. in first place. And two, they've got health. And three, Mike Conley is there really to act as the guy who settles them. If you watch Timberwolves games, they have a tendency, especially Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, they get a little wild sometimes. They get a little mm -hmm. crazy. They start kind of taking some shots or it's like, what are you doing? Uh, lead will be slipping away. And Edwards is like, I got this. Let me go full bore. You know, one, one on four, head down, crazy drive to the rim. And then that's usually when Mike Conley grabs the ball and is like, everybody breathe. Just yeah settle down for a minute he works he gets towns or edwards a really good shot in the half court and everything just settles back in and they just play so having mike conley just huge for for this wolves team but you know really really good team and starting to maybe see what tim conley's vision was with that gobert towns pairing after it got wrecked because of towns injuries last year yeah absolutely absolutely minnesota timberwolves sitting in the one seed they've they've got plenty to be thankful for let's throw a little bit of rain on the parade there yeah. though Jaden McDaniel's out two to three mm -hmm. weeks with a right ankle sprain. Uh, that's tough because he's clearly their uh, best defensive player as far as all around. Gobert's still their best guy doing what he does, but McDaniel's defends kind of everybody uh, one through four uh, for this team. They put him on a lot of different guys. So Nikhil Alexander-Walker's probably going to be asked to step up quite a bit. Uh, with him, I'll probably Troy Brown Jr. going to see some additional minutes mm -hmm. as well. So we'll see what happens uh, with those guys. But that's they went out and got the depth. They maybe win games through your offense a little bit more than your defense, mm -hmm. but you know, they should they should be fine they, this year. Where whereas in years past, an injury like that felt like it would have completely sunk yeah. uh, the Timberwolves and it would have fallen apart. Absolutely. Yeah, they uh they have the depth now, but their their defense has been fantastic. They've got to be excited about being the one seed right now. Obviously, a long way to go. But they, you know, there were I saw a lot of Wolves fans who were not happy when the Wolves were being placed 11th by by preseason predictions uh, in the Western Conference. And yeah, that's right, you did have them uh, 11th. But that's because uh, I'm a turkey. <laughs> but uh, they are they are happy to be proving everybody wrong right now. Long way to go again to the Western Conference. You just never know what's going to happen, but. Uh, but they got to be excited right now. Be going into Thanksgiving in the one seed. Keith, uh, we're not going to do a show on Thanksgiving. No, nope. we're going we're to spend the time eating turkey, eating ham. Are you doing both? Yeah, we get both. You yeah. do both, and I will eat plenty of both. As 
we're we're doing turkey, some loaded mashed potatoes. I'm gonna go go get those in a, in just a little bit here. So we won't do a show on Thanksgiving. That is, of course, unless I don't know, like Kevin Durant gets traded or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, we'll see you late Thanksgiving night. We'll, early we'll do it. Yeah, Friday. we'll do an emergency show. Um, but otherwise, we'll be back on Friday to do the front office show live. Uh, so come join us for that. I may be online shopping while we do the show. But nonetheless, we'll still talk NBA right. basketball. That, it'll be a, it'll be a that good one's time. easy. That's that's your show as the viewers. It's your show. You guys come with the questions, and yep. we'll have a lot of fun. We'll probably you, those shows tend to be a lot more light. They, we we get into you know NBA topics, but we we'll have some some uh, scheduled, very very scheduled nonsense. I am sure because it's it's Black Friday. But yeah, if you're if you're sitting at the store, you're sitting in the car while your significant other is running around snapping up deals. Tune in, you know, look at, look at our social media feeds. We'll tweet out uh, around what time we're going to get started. Probably be right around the, the lunchtime ish range um, on the East coast, just because Celtics play early at two 30. So I do want to be, be locked in and ready to go for that game. Um, but yeah, but we're, we're going to have a lot of fun with y'all on Friday. And if you've never had the chance, you're always at work or whatever. Now's your opportunity to pop in and watch with us. Uh, Keith, we will finish with a little bit of scheduled nonsense oh, yeah, for, for, for today. And I will leave you with my two favorite turkey fun facts that I used oh, yeah, to I that it. I used to share with my junior high students. I pretty I'm pretty sure I did this last year too. But um, my two favorite turkey fun facts that I used to share with my students on the day before Thanksgiving. It was always one of my favorite school days of the year because it was a half day and half the kids didn't show up and we could just do a worksheet for like 20 minutes and then go on to the next class. But uh, my two favorite fun facts: number one, turkeys can drown if they look up when it's raining. Not not this not the smartest birds. And number two, and I know this is this is another turkey death one here, but turkeys can have heart attacks. And the fun fact is that when the US military was doing tests that involved breaking the speed of sound, which if you know what that does, that creates a sonic boom, a really loud noise, fields of turkeys dropped dead. Crazy. That's crazy. They had little turkey heart so. attacks from the sonic boom and dropped dead. So turkeys, unfortunately, can die from a sonic boom and also can die if they look up when it's raining. So maybe that makes people a little bit less, you know, wary of eating turkey at Thanksgiving. These these birds, they, they die very easily. <laughs> can I give you two? Two, yeah. two more? All right, so two more. One is uh, it's it's been often repeated that Ben Franklin thought the turkey should be the mm -hmm. national bird of the United States. Ben Franklin never actually pitched that idea over the bald eagle until he wrote it in, in, in an article that he wrote into to, uh, for a newspaper uh, where or to, it was actually to the Society of Cincinnati. Uh, he wrote it and he said, you know, maybe the turkey should be the national bird instead of the bald eagle. So that's that's kind of he, so he did say it, just not in the way people think. He wasn't uh, pushing for it. As he, wasn't hard pushing, he wasn't wearing a, a turkey T-shirt or something like that saying this needs to be a, like a turkey majestically in front of an American flag. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't anything yeah. like that. And it is very often repeated that turkey has high levels of tryptophan, mm -hmm. which cause you to be tired after eating it. Absolutely not true. It doesn't have any higher levels of tryptophan than most other foods you probably eat regularly. What causes you generally to be tired? You overeat. You eat too much mm -hmm. uh, food in general around Thanksgiving, and that's what causes you to zonk out. And if you think about it, how many times have you eaten a random turkey sandwich for lunch? And then you're not like, man, I need a nap. 
Right. right. That doesn't usually happen. And you're probably eating, you know, more turkey on Thanksgiving than usual, but it's generally it's still... you know, accountable to the massive amounts of food we'll eat. And I will full on by this time tomorrow be in a turkey coma. <laughs> turkey coma. Recliner. Who knows what I'll be watching. So I'm still going to say it's because of the turkey, just because it's easy. But yeah, have a great Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, whether you celebrate you don't celebrate if you you do you know enjoy the you know as i always say the family friends food and football mm -hmm. on thanksgiving you know, enjoy all that stuff and if you're not celebrating enjoy a, a little bit of a downtime from the nba there's some college games on you can tune in and watch if you're not not a big thanksgiving person or you're uh, one of our overseas viewers uh just have a great thursday you know let me uh if you do happen to fall asleep keith let me give you something to haunt your dreams uh turkeys can burst into flight at speeds of up to 55 miles an hour. So imagine a 55 mile an hour turkey coming at you. That is the stuff of nightmares. But for yes, how long? Like a foot? Not, not for long. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Just short, just short distance. But I mean, man, like a turkey coming at you? That'd be scary. That'd be scary. Yeah, that, that's a little bit like uh, Michael running uh, on the street and being like 28 or whatever he said miles per hour was his top speed. <laughs> <the car drove by. laughs> but that's fast. I mean, that's that is fast. miles per hour. That is fast. That's fast my speed. Speed it. Yeah. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank Happy you, everybody. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. See ya and stay safe. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.